the heart of organizing, a heart-centered look at getting organized with professional organizer Andy Hartman. Welcome back to the Heart of Organizing, where each installment we look at some different aspect of getting organized, and we do it all from a heart-centered perspective. By heart-centered, I mean relating to what's truly important in life. I'm not interested in organizing for the sake of organizing. I'm interested in organizing because it can help us to live life more fully, to be more in touch with what really matters, and to create environments that encourage our hearts to sing. My name is Andy Hartman. I first want to acknowledge that the last podcast was ages ago. Due to lots of other stuff I have going on, I haven't been able to keep a regular schedule. Now in that last podcast, I said that this one would be about organizing paper. However, because we're in the midst of the holiday season, I decided to put that one off till the next. And today, I'd like to spend a little time talking about clutter-free gifts. Another thing to know is that there's a special gift waiting for you at the end of this podcast. I'm very excited that a guest performer will be sharing some special talents with us. More about that in a few moments. Right now, we're in the middle of the holiday gift-giving season. Giving gifts can be a great way to express our love for each other, and I'm all for sharing and expressing love. But these days, a lot of people have all the stuff they need. At family gatherings, I've seen huge piles of gifts, and I wonder how many of them are still in regular use at the end of one year. I've always had a personal interest in this topic. I'm continually distressed by the rampant commercialism and materialism that I see at this time of year, and I avoid any kind of retail establishment from November through the end of January. When I was in high school, a friend got me a gift for my birthday that was completely out of touch with who I am and what I like. I felt like if anyone knew me, even just a little bit, they would know that this isn't really a good gift for me. When she gave it to me, she said, I didn't know what to get you, so, so I just got you this. Well, I concluded that the only reason she got me this gift was because she felt obligated to because it was my birthday. After that, I didn't want anyone to feel obligated to give me a gift ever again. So all through college, I wouldn't tell anyone when my birthday was. I know, it was actually kind of neurotic. My friends would try to steal my wallet so they could look at my driver's license and find out my birthday. I said, I don't want people to feel obligated to get me a gift. And if someone wants to give me a gift, they shouldn't need an excuse like my birthday to do it. Why don't we share gifts with each other all the time? Well, fortunately, I've become more relaxed in my old age. My friend Gary from college was astonished to find out that I actually put my birthday right on my Facebook profile. Did you know that one out of five people already say they plan to return gifts they will receive this holiday season? They know that even before they've received them. Furthermore, when holiday shoppers are surveyed, many of them say they're shopping for themselves rather than buying gifts for others. In fact, a survey of women in the UK indicated that 50% of them spend more on themselves than for everyone else on their list combined. Have you ever received a gift you don't like, but you feel obligated to keep it, store it, and bring it out when the gift giver visits, just because it was a gift? 
I've talked about this more in podcasts nine, simplifying gifts, and number six, the hidden cost of stuff. But I have seen in my experience that there are times when stuff given as gifts can actually become an imposition to the receiver. I asked my dad what he wanted for Christmas, and he said, if I don't have it, you can't afford it. And I'm sure he's right. So what do you get for the person who has everything? My suggestion is to not get them stuff. And in this podcast, I'll suggest other gifts that you can give to show your love to others without cluttering up their lives. Clutter-free gifts fall into three main categories, time, experiences, and services. And I'll talk about another category of gifts that, while not exactly clutter-free, is clutter-limited because it creates temporary clutter only. Let's start with time. Our time is the most valuable asset we have. I believe the most valuable gift we can give to someone, as well as a powerful way to share our love, is to share our time. That could be as simple as spending time with someone, sharing an activity, taking them out to dinner, going on a hike, or calling them on the phone. Sometimes visiting a loved one for the holidays can be the most appreciated gift you could give them. The second category for clutter-free gifts is experiences. Many, many studies over the past decade have shown that experiences lead to a greater increase in happiness than the same amount of money spent on stuff. The same would apply to gifts. Experiences can be as simple as a gift certificate to a movie, to a dinner out at a restaurant, or a massage. Last year, my sister and I joined together and got our parents a gift certificate that could be used at any of hundreds of different bed and breakfasts throughout the country. My beloved and I took her niece's horseback riding. Nearby where we live, there's a place called iFly, which is actually a vertical wind tunnel where people can experience the sensation of skydiving in a safe, controlled environment. I've always thought this would be a great gift for the adventurer on the list. This would be an experience someone couldn't get from a video game. Another type of experience is to support someone's personal development by getting them a class or workshop. A class in cooking, photography, painting, history, or how to use computer software would be greatly appreciated by someone who has an interest in these areas. A friend of mine was overjoyed to receive a gift certificate for dance classes as a gift. Experiences such as this can contribute to someone's lives in a powerful way for years to come. It reminds me of the old saying, if you give someone a fish, they eat for a day. But if you teach someone to fish, they eat for a lifetime. And finally, another experience to give someone is the experience of what they mean to you. I found a perfect example on flylady.net, and I quote, Rather than giving Grandma another embroidered throw or crafty sweatshirt, all the grandkids got together and wrote her a letter of what she meant to us of funny and touching things we remember from growing up. There were 17 letters total. We put them in a book and gave them to her after dinner. We read each other out loud and all got to enjoy them. Another idea is to make a donation to a charity in that person's name. I'm including this in the experience category because they get the experience of doing good in the world and helping those less fortunate. There are many, many different charities that support a huge number of great causes. 
A type of charitable giving that I've become interested in lately is microfinance. Tiny loans, some as low as $100, can give people, mostly women, in third world countries the ability to start a business, to become economically self-sufficient, to provide for their families, and even to provide work for others. A great place to get more information is www.microfinancegateway.org. The third category for clutter-free gifts is services. The gift of services can be very meaningful and appreciated, especially when the service is something the receiver is not able to do themselves. The gift can be any service you're capable of. I used to be a tour guide, and last year we offered my sister and brother-in-law a customized private tour of San Francisco. I have also offered the gift of organizing services. But the gifts could also be trimming a hedge, offering the night of babysitting to allow the parents to have a special night out, private instruction in how to use a computer, shoveling snow, any anything you can imagine. And if you're not able to provide the service yourself, you can also get a gift certificate so that that service could be provided by someone else. There's another category of gifts that, while not exactly clutter-free, create only temporary clutter because the gift is actually used up in the process of enjoying it. For example, every fall my parents make homemade apple butter and apple cider and give that as gifts. Other examples would include homemade cookies, chocolate, wine, fruit baskets, flowers, gourmet cheese, anything that would give the recipient pleasure but not result in a permanent contribution to their clutter, having to be cleaned, moved, or disposed of at a later time. So there you have three categories of clutter-free gifts, time, experiences, and services, and a category of what I'll call temporary clutter gifts, which you might also call consumables. And now, the surprise I mentioned at the top of this podcast is my clutter-free gift to you this holiday season. It's the gift of entertainment, music, and variety. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is it gives me an opportunity to support other members of my community. One of the ways I do this is in the music. My normal closing theme music is a song called Too Much Stuff, written by Tabor Shadburn. This song is written from the perspective of someone who has accumulated too much stuff. Today, the podcast will be closed by an equally funny song of the same title, written by Donna Lou Stevens. This tangy version of Too Much Stuff is written from the perspective of someone who's in relationship with someone else who has too much stuff. I know you'll enjoy it. Oh, and you can hear or purchase by donation this song and other music by Donna Lou at her website, www.donnalustevens.com. That's Donna, L-O-U-S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com. I'm really happy to be able to support her and to bring to you the world premiere of Too Much Stuff, sung and composed by Donna Lou Stevens. In the next podcast, I'll get back to you with the podcast about organizing paper. Until then, may you have a happy, joyous, connected, and clutter-free holiday season. I'm Andy Hartman, and this is The Heart of Organizing. If you have a comment or question, or would like to suggest a topic for discussion on the podcast, email us at podcast at clutterfreeservices.com. Andy is available for workshops and presentations about organizing. 
For more information, send an email to info at clutterfreeservices.com. Theme music composed and performed by Tabor Shadburn. For more information about Tabor's work in music, go to churchofsoul.org. Thank you for joining us for The Heart of Organizing. Until next time, may your possessions support you in living a life of meaning and value. There's two kinds of people when it comes to having stuff. Those that keep a little and those that find it tough to throw anything away in case there is a rainy day. Oh, darling, I can't stand it. You've got too much stuff. Too many dishes, you have too many clothes. We could feed the planet if you sell half of those. There are socks and underwear on every single chair. Oh, darling, I can't stand it. You've got too much stuff. I really want to love you, but you make it kind of rough. There simply ain't no room for me with all your stuff. Now, I am not a girl who's known as a complainer, but I looked in the fridge at the hundreds of containers and the festival of rot makes my collar hot oh darling i can't stand it you got too much stuff i opted for the pantry then to find a little snack opened up the cupboard and i had a heart attack all the things behind the door came crashing to the floor oh darling i can't stand it you got too much stuff i really want to love you but you make it kind of rough there simply ain't no room for me with all your stuff Could not find the bed beneath the monolith of crap I don't mean to be a jerk, but how's this ever gonna work? Oh, darling, I can't stand it, you got too much stuff I do not understand how a solitary man Could have so many shoes, he could walk to Pakistan And these polyester pants, they don't even get a chance Oh, darling, I can't stand it, you got too much stuff I really wanna love you, but you make it kinda rough There simply ain't no room for me with all your stuff I was in the shower and I noticed the shampoos There were so many bottles, I did not know which to choose Perhaps you're unaware that you're losing all your hair Oh darling, I can't stand it, you've got too much stuff I haven't had the courage yet to go in the garage For fear that I would die in such a terrible barrage How can I love survive if I'm buried half alive? Oh, darling, I can't stand it. You got too much stuff. I really want to love you, but you make it kind of rough. There simply ain't no room for me with all your stuff. I really want to do this, but it's proving kind of tough. Dang it, darn it, darling. Get rid of some of your stuff. Dang it, darn it, darling. Get rid of some of your stuff.